a star wide receiver could be hitting the market. If Brandon Ayuk becomes available in a trade, is he the right fit for the Jets? We'll go through the pros and cons today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Lockdown Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, February 15th, 2024, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Well, with the Super Bowl over, it's officially the NFL offseason, which means speculation about star players changing teams has already begun. And over the last couple of days, there's started to become some buzz about San Francisco 49ers receiver Brandon Ayuk potentially looking for a trade. Today, we're going to talk about whether or not he would be a good fit for the New York Jets if he hit the open market. Now. I think we need to begin by acknowledging that the trade talk around Ayuk at the moment is very thin. It's essentially based on people parsing some post-game comments he made after the Super Bowl in the locker room in a very emotional time. It's also a, a social media post apparently his girlfriend made referencing how it could be the last time at Levi Stadium, the, the 49ers home stadium. Now, another thing to note is that a lot of times, you know, when players make public comments like this, it's posturing. They're trying to negotiate a new deal with their team, and I think everybody would acknowledge that it's probably in San Francisco's San Francisco's interest to keep Brandon Ayuk because he's a tremendous receiver. He's entering the prime of his career. He'll be 26 a month from now. Uh, a guy who's just coming off his best season and has a lot of good football in front of him. So there's no indication the 49ers are going to make him available. You may remember a couple of years ago, there was another player with the 49ers, a playmaker, Debo Samuel. And for a stretch, there was talk that you know maybe the 49ers would make him available in a trade. I was very much in favor of the Jets potentially making a deal for Debo Samuel, and it did not happen. Debo ended up re-signing with the 49ers. You keep your core players. I mean, that's the way it works in the NFL for the most part. But, of course, there are always instances where a player becomes available in a trade, and it's up to you to explore it. So how would Brandon Ayuk be a good fit for the Jets? Well, he'd fit the team like a glove, to be honest with you. Um, you know, again, he's 20, he's entering his, uh, 26 years old, about to be 26 years old in a month. March 17th is his birthday. So he's entering the prime of his career. So we don't have to worry about any of the other stuff like, is this guy too old? He's not too old. He's again, he's entering the prime of his career. And I've been very vocal that I think this offseason, the Jets should be focused on players who are getting their second contracts because guys who are in their sec getting their second contracts tend to be in mid-20s, which means that they're entering their best days. They're ascending players. Not, no more of these declining players who are in their 30s whose best days are behind them. So that, that's what I like, number one. Number two, look, the impact is clear. He's been over 1,000 yards receiving the last two years. This year, 1,342 uh, receiving yards on 75 catches. Um, second team All-Pro. So his best season guy who's gotten better consistently every year he's been in the NFL. His first year, 748 yards. Second year, 826. Uh, 2022 was 1,015. So he broke the 1,000-yard mark last year. And then this year, 1,342 yards. So guy who's clearly ascending. But 
if you look stylistically, if you were trying to manufacture the perfect compliment for Garrett Wilson in a factory, stylistically, Brandon Ayuk might be the guy you design. Now, I've been very vocal about this, and I do believe it, that at the wide receiver position, I am more worried about just getting quality than I am complementary styles because receivers succeed all different in all sorts of different ways. There are many different styles of receiver in the NFL. And sometimes if you get two guys with the exact same skill set, you can overwhelm an opponent. Uh, take the Miami Dolphins with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. They've just decided we're going to prioritize speed over everything else. And they're a nightmare to defend. There are other teams through the history of the league that have just focused on getting big receivers, You know, guys who can just box out corners, you throw them jump balls, and the other team can't stop them. But the Chargers were like that for a while when they had Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers loved to throw the jump ball, so the Chargers got big receivers who could go win and high point balls in the air. So, you know, you don't necessarily need complementary skill sets. It's more about the quality, but it's a nice thing to have. It's a nice thing to have a guy who compliments your your other good receiver. And I think Brandon Ayuk would he would compliment Garrett Wilson perfectly. Now, the two things that both of them do really well—they're both very good route runners. And so, from that standpoint, you know, they're they're. Garrett, Garrett's a little unconventional with the way he wins, but Ayuk's a tremendous route runner. He knows how to separate. He knows how to shake guys. But there are other things Brandon Ayuk brings to the table that Garrett Wilson has not really brought to the table so far in the NFL. And one of them is Ayuk's been a very good, especially this past season, been a very good deep threat. Now, he's not a guy who's that fast, but his route running, his size, these are things that make him a good deep threat. And he's a good contested catch guy, which Garrett is not. And I've seen people suggest that Garrett Wilson, he needs to improve his contested catches. And yeah, look, it would be nice if he did, but you also have to consider how does that happen? Like how would Garrett Wilson become a better contested catch guy? And we need to understand the reason Garrett Wilson struggles with that a little bit. And it's because Garrett's a little undersized, a little slender, you know, not, not a big build. So the way Garrett would improve that would be to add some bulk. But I've seen this over and over in the NFL. And it happens a lot with smaller guys where they add this bulk. And they say, we're going to be, I'm going to be a better contested catch guy now. And then the extra muscle kind of slows them down. And not, they're not quite the same player because they're not as fast. So if you want somebody to make contested catches, yes, it, there, I'm sure there are technical points Garrett Wilson can refine. I would like to see him work on it. But I don't want to see Garrett Wilson change his game because Garrett Wilson's perfectly fine in that area. And I think that if you if you want somebody to win contested catches, you know, if Aaron Rodgers wants to throw 50-50 balls, well, we know Lazard's not winning them, you know, even though he's big. So go out, just go out and get another big-time receiver who can make those catches. And that's what Brandon Ayuk can do. Brandon Ayuk, again, also a deep threat, which Garrett Wilson's not really at this point in time. I think Garrett Wilson could be. I think, you know, he's a good enough route runner. I think he's fast enough. But he hasn't really... Uh, set himself apart to this point in his career as a deep threat. So that'd be another thing, but there's another key point here with Brandon Ayuk. And I think that this is the thing the jets lack right now at the receiver position. Brandon Ayuk is not a guy who um, struggles against press coverage. He's very good at the line of scrimmage. And if you look through the games, Garrett Wilson struggled to this point in his career. They've been, they've tended to be against more physical corners. Again, Garrett's Garrett's not like small. He's not like tiny. He's not, you know, Devonte Smith. He's not Elijah Moore. He's not like that small, but he struggles with physical play and he is a little undersized. And the games where Garrett struggles, not all of them, but a lot of them have a pretty common thread where he's going up against really good corners who are very physical at the line of scrimmage and they can kind of knock him off his game. You know, Garrett's not great against press coverage. 
Ayuk is. You know, Ayuk's a very is a difficult guy to press. And against some of the better teams in the league, you're going to face more physical corners. You're going to face guys who get up in your face, who think they can, you know, rough you up. They who got guys who can who can really get get physical against you and give you problems. And it also makes life easier on Garrett because. At the, at the line of scrimmage, you typically only need one receiver to be at the line of scrimmage, and there's another guy you can – another receiver can play a little bit further back because really uh, on any given play at the line of scrimmage, you need seven people on the line. So typically one of the – five of them are your offensive linemen, one's your tight end, and the last guy is one of the one of your wide receivers. So if Garrett doesn't have to play that role, then that makes life much easier on the New York Jets. Uh, so – Brandon Ayuk, you know, tremendous player. I think in many ways, just like a guy who would be a perfect fit for the Jets. Even even if we get past his quality, which obviously you want great players, but just like the things he brings to the table are many of the things the Jets are lacking right now in the passing game. But of course, if you want something, you have to give up give up something. And Brandon Ayuk would cost an awful lot. That's one reason to be a little skeptical about a trade. And as we continue on this uh, Thursday edition of Lockdown Jets, I'll give you a couple other potential cons to making a deal like this. They do exist. He is good as Ayuk is, and we'll delve into those a little bit deeper ahead here on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Jets. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to somebody who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you how I really feel about something. And you probably are thinking the same thing this week. We're talking about Brandon Ayuk today, a tremendous receiver. I'm frustrated that the Jets last offseason neglected the receiver position. The guys they brought in were Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Yeah, maybe we wouldn't have to be talking about trading for a receiver if the Jets had done a little bit of a better job last offseason. But of course, that's just football. Football's football. Real life is more important. And you should know that therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listener, first watch every day. A big shout out to you every day. This is a daily podcast for the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day through the week, Monday through Friday, bonus episodes as needed as news breaks. You should also know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown plus national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. And today on Lockdown Jets, we're talking about Brandon Ayuk, a player who at least the rumors are starting to swirl that he could be potentially available this offseason. And a lot of that's just based on a couple comments, a couple social media posts. So we don't know how real this is. And more often than not, when there's a star player out there and contract time comes, he starts to make some noise. He wants to put it out there that he's not happy with his contract. So rumors start to fly. And it's in the player's interest. It's in Ayuk and his interest, his agent's interest to float the idea that he could be traded because it puts, kind of puts pressure on the 49ers to make something happen. We don't know whether he's going to be available. But if he is available, should the Jets make a move? Well, in the first segment, I laid out the case for it. Now, the, here, here's the case against it from the Jets' standpoint. And I think if we're going into the Jets' mindset this year, the my, the thought process is going to be this team's going to be all in. This team's going to try and win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. They're just going to try and load up. The challenge right now is the Jets are very short on resources. 
as we record this podcast, only about $5 million in cap space. And, it, you know, sometimes I think the wrong thing to do is talk about how much cap space you have because the team could have a lot of cap space. But if they have no players, you know, if, if, a, te- if a team has $50 million in cap space and needs two starters, that's very different from needing from having $50 million, $50 million in cap space and needing 10 starters. You know, if you need a lot, then the money doesn't go quite as far. And the Jets have a little cap space, and they need a lot. I mean, if you think about it, they need two tackles. They don't have a starting tackle on either either left left hand or right hand side on this team right now. They probably need another offensive lineman, uh, and they need to add multiple receivers. They also need some help on the defensive line. You know, they they as we as we record this podcast right now, Quinn and Williams is the only big time tackle the Jets have who's under contract. He's the only starting caliber defensive tackle right now the Jets have. So while that's a position that can be filled pretty easily and cheaply, and the Jets did that pretty well a year ago, you know, it, there's a lot the Jets have to do to stretch that $5 million. Now, of course, the the amount will go up. They will make some moves. You know, a CJ Uzama could be cut and clear up about $5 million in cap space. They could also probably will also restructure some deals to push some dead money hits to the future in exchange for lowering cap hits this year and creating space. But the bottom line is they're not going to have a ton of cap room to play with. And you only have really two mechanisms to improve your team in the offseason. One is cap space, the other is draft picks. Well, the Jets are short on draft picks this year. They don't have a second round pick. And the reason that's significant is once you get to the third round, people assume you're getting an immediate starter. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's very unlikely. If you look at a given year, maybe like 10% of guys drafted in the third round step into the starting lineup in year one. So you need to get kind of lucky if you're depending on the third round pick. So Jets are already pretty short on resources. And the challenge with somebody like Ayuk is, you know, you have guys who will cost cap space. Those are your free agents. You have guys who will cost draft picks. Those are the guys you select. Ayuk's the kind of guy who will cost both. And if the goal is to build up the roster this year to make a run in 2024, that's a tough thing to ask because I think many of us have presumed that, you know, the 10th overall pick in the draft is probably either going to go towards a tackle or a wide receiver. And the way it's likely to play out because the Jets are so short on resources is the team will probably focus on one of those two spots in the in free agency. So if they, they may sign a, a tackle or two in free agency, a guy they think can step into the starting lineup, or they may sign a receiver or two in free agency, a guy they think can step into the starting lineup. Now, my general idea, you know, if you can't if you can't make a deal for Ayuk, you sign a bunch of mid-level guys who will be upgrades and at least let you to enter the draft without being desperate at any given spot. But I think it's more likely the Jets are going to try and make a splash. I think the Jets are going to try and bring as many impact guys as they can under to help Rodgers out. So I think you'll you'll either see a, a pretty significant receiver addition in free agency or a pretty significant tackle addition in free agency, and then the opposite they'll they'll pick the other they'll at ten the pick will go to somebody who plays the other spots. If you do that with Ayuk, there's a pretty good chance you're going to have to send ten to San Francisco. Now maybe they figure out a way to work it out, but the challenge is typically in a trade you want the team wants to pick this year. And the Jets can't don't have a second round pick to send to San Francisco. So, you know, you may you may offer the idea that, well, if the Jets had a second round pick, maybe they could send this year's second round pick and a future first round pick or something like that. But that's off the table, which means it's almost certain 10 has to go to San Francisco this year in exchange for Ayuk. And I, when Ayuk arrives, he's going to require a big contract. Now, you, get, you can structure the deal many different ways. You can structure it to have a low year one cap hits. There, there are certain things you can do. But at the end of the day, he's going to cost you a lot. Now, is it worth it? 
I think there's a pretty strong argument you can make the answer is yes. You know, when you talk about impact, if the Jets were able to get an Ayuk, you could make the case, you know what, maybe the offensive line wouldn't need to be as good because you just have a receiver you can throw the ball out to. When you're under pressure, you can just throw the ball up to him and he can make a play on it. But it is a consideration. And I think what the Jets should do versus what they will do might be two very different things. But I think the Jets' focus is on bringing in as many players as possible. And my, I think what the Jets would like to do is, you know, I don't think they're – because they're so short-term focused, because they're focused on loading up this roster this year for Rodgers – I don't think they're going to care as much about bringing in like an older receiver who maybe costs a little bit less uh, than Ayuk, who maybe you know, maybe you don't maybe you don't have to pay as much because you want to, if you sign like a Mike Evans, you don't have to give up a draft pick for Mike Evans. Mike Evans may not be here much longer. The, he certainly won't be here longer than Ayuk would be, but Mike Evans won't cost you draft picks. So that way, if you sign a Mike Evans, you can address receiver, and then at ten, you may be able to address the tackle position. You can do both, and of course, there's also the idea that let's say the Jets sign a tackle in free agency and they want to draft a receiver like a Roma Duze out of Washington. Well, if you draft a guy at 10, he's cheaper than Ayak will be the next couple of years. Now this is a risk because Ayak's the proven commodity, but that's, you know, a couple of years ago, Jets were, Jet, you know, there were rumors about the Jets going out and getting a veteran receiver. They drafted Garrett Wilson at 10. Well, Garrett Wilson costs much cheaper than some of the guys they would have, some of the veteran guys they would have had to pay for. So you save a little bit of money there. And that's the benefit of the draft to get the cost control player. So those are the, I guess, to the extent there are drawbacks, those are the things to consider, you know, to, to get something good, you have to give up something good. And the Jets would be getting something really good with Ayuk, which means they probably have to give up an awful lot. I've given you the case for trading for Ayuk. I've given you the case against trading for Ayuk. Now it's time to reach the final verdict. And that's what we'll do as we continue on this Thursday edition of Locked on Jets. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you should not have to worry when you're buying last minute tickets to the next big event. Game Time's the fast and easy way to buy all the tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used it myself. I've used it a number of occasions. I've bought tickets to a football game, I've bought tickets to a Broadway show, I've bought tickets to tennis really simple to use, really easy. And all these were last minute ticket purchases. All these I bought within three hours of the event. That's why game time is so convenient. And I got great deals every time I've used it. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Thursday. We're talking about the Jets potentially trading for Brandon Ayuk. And, of course, when I talk about this, I'm also taking for granted something that may not happen. You know, it, the 49ers may not want to trade Brandon Ayuk. In fact, if I was the 49ers, I would not be looking to trade him at all. I think it's much more logical for the 49ers to lock him up long term. Look, Ayuk's on a winning team right now. If the 49ers offer him a new contract with the money he's looking for, he's probably going to get it. He's probably going to sign on for it because it's just very logical. You're on a good team. You've produced there. They've shown they know how to use you. You're winning. You're going to the Super Bowl every year. You have a little unfinished business because your team lost the Super Bowl in overtime this year. If you get the money you're looking for, you're probably going to stay. So there's really no guarantee he's going to be traded. In fact, I'd say it's more likely than not he'll be back in San Francisco next year on a new contract. But hypothetically, if he's available and if the Jets have the opportunity to trade for him, should they make the move? And we've gone through the pros, we've gone through the cons. Now, 
The other caveat here, of course, is that it depends on what the San Francisco 49ers are looking for. If they're looking for three first-round picks, that would not be a very smart move for the Jets to make. But let's say it's a market-value-type deal. Ayak will agree to a market-value-type contract with the Jets. Is this the type of move they should they should uh, pursue? And for me, the answer is pretty easy. And I think when I laid out the case, I tried to give you the pros and the cons. It seemed to me like the, the pros vastly outweigh the cons here. And part of this is the battle of what the Jets should do versus what they will do. What should the Jets do this offseason? I don't think they should they should just torch all their future resources just to try and load up around Rodgers in 2024. I think there has to be some some a better balance than there was last year. I think the Jets, yeah, the Jets should try and improve their team this offseason. They should make their team as, as good as possible around Rodgers for 2024. But there has to be balance. You can't just give up all your future resources going all in in 2024 because it's going to be very difficult for the Jets to build a championship caliber roster in 2024. And I think Ajax is actually a pretty good balance because he will vastly improve this receiving group. And, you know, I, I think about the guys the Jets brought in last year. I think about Alan Lazard and I think about Randall Cobb. And these were friends of Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers thought he wanted them around. The thing is, with a great player, sometimes they don't know what's good for them. You know, sometimes they just want to bring in their buddies and they think, well, I can make anybody look good. You know, LeBron James does this all the time. He's done this. He did this in Cleveland. He did this with the Lakers. Where he just brings in his friends. He's like, I can, I can make it work with anybody. I want to play with my friends. And sometimes you need the team to say, you know what? This is a better idea. You'll like this a lot better. And you, you bring in somebody like an Ayuk. I think if you do that, Aaron Rodgers will be like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. I, I like this idea. This was so. I, the thing with Ayuk, though, is that even though he improves your team in 2024, it doesn't come at the expense of the future past 24. Because again, he's only going to be 26, which means he should be here for a long time if the Jets were able to get him. And, you know, we always talk in the offseason about filling holes. We always talk about what needs need to be addressed. But I think I like to also like to think about it in a different way. I like to think about building strengths. And I like to, I like to think about how if you have a one two punch like uh, Brandon Ayuk and Garrett Wilson, and Garrett would slide into like and be like one of the best number two receivers in the league if the Jets were able to get Ayuk. Um, but if you have those two, I mean, those are guys who you can count on probably the next five to six years. And we talk about heading into the offseason. Well, what holes do we need to fill? If you have these two guys around, wide receiver is not going to be a hole for the rest of the decade. And that's really what you, that's really should be the focus. You know, it's not just about, oh, plugging my short term needs. Because if you go out and get like a 35 year old guy receiver this year, then I know. Some of the guys I've mentioned, Mike Evans is not 35, but you go out and get the guy in his 30s this year. Maybe you plug the hole for a year or two, but it, once we get to 2025, 2026, that's going to be a hole again. If you get a guy in his prime, then you've got somebody who, who you've locked in probably for about five to six years, and that's a real benefit to your football team. And I, I'd even take it a step further when you look at, again, how teams win in the NFL. They're not winning the, the Jets way. They're not winning the Jets way with just one overwhelming strength and, and another area of overwhelming weakness. You know, you know, I always hear this debate these days, offense versus defense. Do you, should you have a good offense or a good defense? Well, you look at a lot of the great teams in the league. Most of them have top offenses and top defenses. You know, trying to win the Jets way without an offense, at least what they tried to do in 2023, it doesn't work, you know, because the teams in this league are much, the great teams in this league are balanced. If you put add an Ayuk, then the Jets' offense actually has a chance to succeed in this league. So I just think that there are lots of reasons. And yeah, I understand it'll cost a lot. Well, guess what? Getting something great, you pay, for, you get what you pay for sometimes. And yeah, I understand you're giving up a draft. You're probably giving up draft picks and you're giving a big contract. 
But for a wide receiver who was a 1,300-yard guy, who was a second-team All-Pro, who seems to be ascending, I to me, that's worth it. Because you're getting both the short-term benefit, you're keeping Aaron Rodgers happy, but you're also adding a player who can help bring in, break in your next quarterback. Because you know, in a year or two, the Jets are probably going to have to draft another young quarterback. And we've seen through the years that when the Jets put young quarterbacks in bad situations, it simply does not work out. So in the long run, what you're doing is you're, you're guaranteeing that a young quarterback you draft is going to have two great receivers to throw the ball to. And maybe that'll help the next quarterback develop a little bit better than some of than Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold, because Jets did not do a great job with either of those guys putting, putting the correct supporting cast around them. So anyway, for me, this is a no brainer, you know, as much as I can see the, the cons, that's just because any move has cons and any move has an opportunity cost. If I look at this for objectively, I see a move the Jets should be all over if if he becomes available. And that, of course, is the caveat is that we don't know he's actually going to become available. I have my doubts. But anyway, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this topic. But that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast, words, please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, please give this episode a big thumbs up. It helps us out, helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great Thursday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to close out the week.